All right. And I want to wish everybody out there a happy Father's Day. And I want to introduce our next guest, uh, Toussaint. Man, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, let's just talk about fatherhood, man. Absolutely. You I'm know, uh, fatherhood is is a, an intriguing endeavor, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, one of the greatest uh, educational experiences you could ever have because you're learning so much about yourself, man. And it's just a wonderful uh, journey to get to uh, the good stuff, you know, to really, really unveil who you are in a lot of various different ways. And it's just a great growing ground, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a two-way street when you have kids because you're teaching them. And, but at the same time, they're also teaching you. Absolutely. You know, stuff. It, it, it's wild that, you know, we think we're, we're, we are the leaders to them, right? We are the fathers, you know, they look up to us, but we also look up to them, yeah. you know? And like, you know, I don't, I don't, I look at my kids. And I'm just like, man, you guys are teaching me a lot. And number one thing is patience. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, patience and also selflessness. I think, you know, when you, when you are kind of forced, you know, and parenthood will put you in this situation where it's really not about you right now. It's about your child's needs. But what it's actually teaching you is that you can create this oneness around his needs or her needs being your needs. And so when you meet that need, you're actually meeting your need because this selflessness extends. It's like you're taking care of yourself through them on some level. And at the same time, you're, you're present, taking care of them. And so you can kind of walk away and go, wow, I feel better about myself after having, you know, had a wonderful experience of supporting my child's needs. And now I can kind of walk away with a greater sense of myself, you know? Absolutely. And you, you hit the nail on the head, man. You said being present. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like in this day and age, man, like we aren't, parents aren't really too present. Like they're there, you know, yeah. but they're not present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. that is what our children need, man. They need a father that is present. You know, you know, man, that is so key. And, you know, it's so funny, you know, a lot of people think what fatherhood looks like, people really trip off of what fatherhood looks like on the surface. But when you really get into the internal dynamics of a, a father child relationship, the ones that are really powerful are the ones where that parent is a is so tuned in to their child. I mean, they could have never been married to the child's mother, you know, but when you see this dad with that child, that they're one. And then you realize this guy is completely checked in to his children, to his child. So it's almost like, okay, the marriage might not have worked or whatever, but this dude is completely owning fatherhood right now. Cause he's so present 
with his children, you know, with his child. And I just, you know, so sometimes, you know, everything that glitters is not gold when you witness parenthood and everything. Uh, and so you just sort of, it's really about the dynamics of presence. Like you said, you know, being present is key, man. It, it really is. It really is, man. It, it's really taken that yeah. moment. And it, it's those little life moments, you know what I mean? Where what we take for granted, you know what I mean? Like when the kids lose a game, you know, like, like my daughter was so upset yesterday mm-hmm. because <laughs> yeah. she lost a soccer game. Oh you know? no. Yeah. And she's like, I, you know, I, I did what I could. And I asked her, I was like, did you give a hundred percent? And she goes, no, that threw me off. I was like, wait, I was expecting her to say yes, because to the eye, it looked like she gave a hundred percent. And I said, so then I was like, okay, I was, I was like, threw me through a loop. I had this other direction I was going to go. And that's kind of fatherhood, just getting yeah. thrown through a loop. Right. And like, you know, you're going to go down this way. You're like, whoa, Hey, hold on a second. Now we're going down this mm. other path, you know? And I told her, I was like, Hey, if you don't give a hundred percent, how can you ask your teammates to give a hundred percent? Huge. You know, you have to give a hundred percent, Yeah, you know, and you got to show them that you're giving a hundred percent. And she's like, yeah, dad, you're right. And I was just like, man. And at that moment, I kind of took it in like, what am I doing as a parent of like, my child is going out there and not giving 100%. Mm. Now, is that on me? Is that on her? Mm. You know, am I teaching her? Am I leading her in the right ways? And this is the stuff coming through my mind. And we are. Because one, she's communicating about it, right? Yeah. And then she- There you go. You know, was like, I didn't give 100%. I was like, well, you got to give 100%. If you don't give 100%, you can't expect anybody else to. Right. You know, and I was proud of that moment too, though, because as she just opened up. Wow. You know, and I was like, okay, okay, this is a moment right here. You know, and I just listened. Then I, I said my little piece and I just listened. As I- That's really powerful, man. That's a great example of being present because, you know, it's it's like this little portal opened up for like oh man <laughs> like you didn't give 100%. I mean you could have you could have went into her a little bit but then you were like well, okay now how am I going to respond to this? Let me think a little bit and then you you know you start digging a little deeper and you're like okay well yeah well the the lesson that needs to be unveiled here is how can you you know, expect your hunt, your teammates to give a hundred percent. If you don't give a hundred percent, you know, it's like, when you leave it all on the table, then, you know, you did the best you could. And then it's like, you can be pissed off that you lost, but at least, you know, you did everything you could. And that, that's really beautiful that you are, that you are there to sort of help her in that guidance. And she'll probably never forget that conversation. Probably not, but I was going to say exactly what you just said, because that was exactly what I was expecting. I gave a hundred percent and then she didn't. I was like, (laughs) what in the world? (laughs) Oh man. How many kids do you know? But, but then, but then you brought up the inner critic that came into you. You said, wait a minute, what did I do? Am I doing something that is, you know, making her an example of not to give a hundred percent and thinking that's okay. 
And that's where we have to sort of begin to pause and go, wait a minute. I, I mean, that's an interesting self-reflection, but that inner critic as a, as a dad can come up and really bite you in the ass, man, when you least expect it. And you sit up here going, wait a minute, is that my ego talking <laughs> or is that like a real gentle reflective voice? Because am I literally supposed to be owning my daughter's experience or am I just supposed to be present for her experience? Because kids come into this world with a destiny, whether we know it or not. And I don't think it's our job to own their destiny, you know, but we can reflect. You obviously have some self-reflection, but when that self-reflection turns into that inner critic, then that's where we need to take a step back and go, hold up, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. And I think that was really good self-reflection, but just be careful with that inner critic, bro, because it can be a spiral, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I came to the conclusion, like, it, I think it was just that day for her, you know? And I was just, okay. and, and I, yeah. I didn't really, I, I think that's what it was and it could. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to read too much of myself because I know I show up, but I also know I've gone, I've shown up to days where I didn't give a hundred percent. You know what I mean? So I could understand yeah. like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, that's right. I've been there. I've been there. I've shown up to a day, not getting a hundred percent, you know? And, uh, yeah, I was like, yep. Oh, well, can't really, there's nothing really for me to be mad about that, you know, because yeah. I've done it, you know, um, yeah. I've, dish, I've shown up as being a father, not being a hundred percent. Ooh, now that's, I was just thinking about that when you were saying that, yeah, you know, there are times where, you know, and I think that hundred percent for me is what we're talking about right now is being present. Like I know that I am not a hundred percent when I'm not completely present with my children. And this is where if I'm mindful in the moment, I can be like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to get in tune to my child, get in tune to my daughter, get in tune to my son right now. Make sure the phone is somewhere in the house, in the drawer, you know, and, you know, cause we, as adults, we have these device issues as well, man. And it's like, I want to teach my children that, you know, the best technology is the heart, you know, and we don't need the phones around, you know, being an entrepreneur, working from home for me, I do a lot of business on my phone. And so sometimes I have my phone with me and, you know, and so part of me and looking for messages and stuff like that. And I'm trying to do this and I'm like, wait a minute. And my wife will look at me and I'm like, okay, I have to own it. I have to own it. And it's one thing to be in denial about it. You know, it's like, I am like, you got me, caught me, you know? And so, you know, we hold each other accountable, you know? And so that's a good thing. Dude, right that there, is right? a huge statement. What you just said there, technology mm -hmm. is your heart. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's, I, yeah. man, I'm actually almost in tears because of that statement. No kidding, dude. No kidding. Because wow. wow. how real is that? Not our phones. Yeah. 
That's yeah. dude. That's yeah. man. I love that man. That is a absolutely great yeah. message. And this generation, bro, this generation is there's so much anxiety. There is so much pressure for posting and to get likes and to all this stuff. But I feel like the kids as connected as they are online, they're getting so disconnected from them, from each other and from themselves and that they don't realize that the best thing you can have is a present heart to heart moment with somebody you love. No technology can duplicate that. And that this is what you're going to, this is what your soul is craving, you know, and this is all about presence, what we're talking about. And how can I teach my daughter and my son presence and the power of the heart to heart connection if I'm not willing to take full advantage of that with them? And so it's not about perfection, but it's about progress and it's about making presence the ultimate practice. Man, you nailed it, man. You know? That's yeah. You nailed it on that one, man. That is that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Uh, you know, that uh, fathers take a listen, man. Really, that was that's deep right there, man, and that is 100% true. How many kids you got? Oh, man. I got 3 kids and um you know, it's really interesting. You know, my son, uh, I got one, one daughter who was three with my wife right now. And we also have a child, uh, a, a one-year-old son, Harlem. And my daughter's name is Nia. But my, my oldest son from a previous relationship, Denari, um, he just graduated from high school. And um, many people will probably be surprised to hear this, but I actually haven't spoken to him for about four and a half years. Um, we haven't talked. Um, I, I went from being this completely present travel baseball dad, <laughs> right. To a child support payment. <laughs> now, now mind you, that's a huge jump, right? That's from like, you're taking them to games, you're going to travel baseball, you're practicing, you're training him and all of this kind of stuff. And then from there, you become a, you become a child support payment. Now, somewhere between me getting married and beginning a new life with somebody. And, you know, he was actually the best man at both of my weddings with my wife. We had two weddings. We, we loved each other that much. We wanted to have two weddings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was actually the best man at both of them. Um, my, my son, he was like 13, but, um, you know, that was also when, um, his mom decided to get the state involved and wants to do the legal child support thing. When I was, we were all, we already had an agreement in place that I was working fine. I was like, okay, that's cool. But you know, we weren't the, the, the easiest co-parents, you know, and it was tough. And then eventually um, he began to sort of adopt her narrative. She used a lot of our issues to bring a wedge between me and my son. And then eventually he just decided it was okay for him not to talk to me or answer my calls anymore. And I think he got kind of jealous 
with me having a new wife and she, but she loves him to death. She used to go to his games and cheer for him. And I mean, it was a, it's a really good situation. Nothing was perfect, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, lo and behold, they sort of blocked me out of their lives and I just began to pay child support. And then, uh, it made me realize like, wow, you know, like I had to own that experience and go, well, this is their direction. The door was closed in my face. I didn't close the door. I continued to call, send pictures of his new brother and sister, all this kind of stuff. And I just said, well, what I can do is focus on how I can respond to this because I can't control anything. And I said, I don't want to be in court. And my teenage son says, well, I don't want to be with my dad because he's mean to my mom. It's like, who wants to take that trauma? <laughs> and so I decided not to go the court route. I just said, well, I'm going to accept their decision and I'm going to continue to pay my child support obligation. And I'm going to continue to embrace my situation. Now my new family, my wife and, and let go. And, and I, and it was really one of these, you know, gut wrenching, uh, situations that actually has healed itself because I focused on what I could control. And I said, you know, I left everything on the table and I was a hundred percent, like I gave a hundred percent for my son so much to where I, I almost feel like I'd went overboard, you know, I wasn't the perfect parent, but boy, oh boy, I thought I had some equity in that child, you know? <laughs> and it's just one of those things where you go, well, you know what, this is showing up in my life. I can either resist it and fight it, or I can just sit up here and go, you know what? I accept it. And I'm going to continue to pray and have loving thoughts for him and his mom. That's awesome. And, and that's just, that's just it, you know, and that's, that's just, yeah. He still talks to some of his cousins though. And, um, some of his aunts. And I really appreciate that, you know, that he's at least he's in contact with some of his family on my side. And, um, and they let me know a little bit about him and how he's doing and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I accept it. I don't know. One day we're going to have a conversation. We're going to, we're going to talk and, you know, I'm not going to badmouth his mom or anything like that. I'm just going to try to focus on being present. And that's it, man. You know, that, that's it. Are you still sending him pictures and stuff no, like that now? Because he, he blocked me on his little Instagram. He, they blocked me on his email. He blocked me on his cell phone. And so I had to kind of stop that like almost three years ago because it was just things were bouncing back. It it wouldn't it wouldn't ever say delivered. You know how a message will yeah. say delivered, and I'm like, okay, yeah, his mom has got everything on lock. Yeah. You know, and so, and it's okay, man. You know, I I just accept the way it is, and I realize like this is happening for something greater that I can't see, but I know that I begin to heal when I let go. Because I can talk about the situation fine. I can talk about it and and I'm good. I don't have to blame her. I don't have to have any kind of narrative around it or anything like that. It really speaks to me being present with my life right now. I'm not living in the past. I'm not living in any of our drama or any of our, 
you know, disagreements or what she never should have did and all of this stuff. Like I let that go. I wish the best for her. You know, I wish the best for him. And, and I accept the way things are. I really accept it. And it's one thing to be angry and blah, 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 blah. And all of this, I went through all of that. I, I tapped and I got all my anger out way back then. And I said, wait a minute. Okay. Now, where do I go from here? That's, that's all you can either accept it (laughs) or you can let it control you. And, and right. You know, I could, I could still be in court battling for his love right now. It's like, no way, bro. My purpose on this planet is not just to, for somebody to identify me as their dad and, to be that's not my sole purpose on the planet i'm going to be his father the rest of his life whether he likes it or not you know <laughs> my dna is in him you know i have thousands of hours of baseball footage you know and practice footage and training footage and birthdays and all of this stuff that i have you know in my office and i could easily go back and reminisce on that but i said you know what i'm just going to i'm going to save that for a rainy day you know and I'm just, you know, it is that it is, is that's yeah. the hardest thing to do as as a father or yeah. just as a parent is to let yeah. it go. Let your kid go. Yeah. Because they're gonna yeah. go down that path, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And if you start adding yeah. resistance to yeah. it, they're just gonna push towards that path anyway and harder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I could still be a disgruntled, I could be disgruntled and angry and be righteously angry and hold on to that narrative. But then what is that? Why am I, why would I want to identify? Why would I want to make that my identity? Like that situation does not define who I am as a man or who I am as a vessel of the universe to move through. I am something greater than I am something I'm multidimensional. Like that was one aspect of my life. You know, fatherhood is wonderful, but I really firmly believe that we're here to touch people. We're here to make a difference in everybody's life, not just our children. And I know I've made a difference in my son's life. Um, but I was, I think I was over identifying as a dad, when I was with him, when I went in retrospect, when I, when I, and when I reflect back, I think I was over identifying with this role of being his dad. And I think this is why I was probably hard to deal with as a co-parent. And I can own (laughs) that now, you know, I was one of these co-parents who was in it to win it. Like, I was like, no, we should be doing this. And you can't make decisions without me, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute. In retrospect, I go, okay, okay, yeah. I think I was probably a little bit over-identified with it, and I should have realized, like, I'm a co-parent. There's only so much I can control. I need to let go um, in certain situations, and and it's okay. You know, when you, in hindsight, you know, 20, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? But... I completely accept that version of myself and I congratulate that version of myself for putting it all on the table. But I realize I am not that version of myself anymore. She, his mom probably 
still sees that version of me and thinks that that version of me is still here. But I have, bro, I have moved on like so much from that version of myself that it's almost like I can, I can just see that guy right now. Like, wow, in my mind. And I just, I just give him a hug in my mind. Like, bro, you're, you're working so hard, man. I know it's a tough co-parenting situation. Just hang in there, hang in there, you know? And, you know, it's so funny, these versions of ourselves that we, we can look back on. And now it's like, you know, it's just one of those things. And so I feel really good that I'd done a lot of spiritual growth around it because I have no vitriol. I have no anger. I'm not pissed off at anything. And I don't feel like I, I don't feel, um, left out or like I missed out. I just feel like I accept everything that is. I wish I could have been a part of his high school life. I, I really would have loved to support him, but I accept everything as, as it is. And I'm just thankful. I just have an attitude of gratitude. I'm thankful that I was in his life for as much as, it, as much as I was for 13 and a half years, man. You know? Yeah, I get it, man. I had yeah. to, I, I understand what you're going through, man. I had to do that yeah. with my oldest son is, yeah. is to kind of let, let him go. Well, actually, I had to do a little bit more than that um, because mm. he got involved in some other things and okay. uh you know got involved in drugs man and i was i i had to in high school and i was like dude mm. you gotta go i have to you can't be at my house yeah. with my other kids wow you know doing this yeah you know what example am i setting uh you know but yeah. he's getting pulled from a different demon like kind of what what you were talking about with your ex you know there's nothing you know we're not talking bad about them but you know they're 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 leading our kids in a way they probably shouldn't lead. Right. And so that's the power of, I guess a negative force is really what it, I, I guess I can come up to is like, you know, they're, they gravitate towards that, you know? And so he kind of gravitated toward the, towards his mother, which she has a lot of her other problems. Yeah. Uh, she's a drug addict. Wow. And yeah. so he gravitated towards that. And I was like, damn, man. Yeah. I was like, I, I feel you. I thought my presence in him was stronger uh and yeah. they come to find out I use the force yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know come to find out nope nope hers <laughs> yeah. hers is a, hers was a little bit stronger you know yeah. uh and yeah. uh but i'm still there for him you know and again like Good. like like you're saying like one day gonna come yeah. out of this and my, it's my, gonna be like, I mean dude i have a guest room in my house ready ready for him to lay, no lay way. his head down bro like I'm wide open for my son, bro. Like I have nothing, no animosity. Like, you know, I am so still in love with him and I'm so proud that he graduated. He's also got some special needs. He's a little neurodivergent. We thought he was on the autistic spectrum growing up and, um, and, but he graduated on time. He was an amazing athlete and, you know, I'm just so proud of him because I remember me and his mom were really going, wow, is he going to graduate on time? Is he going to do this? Man, he did all of that and he's got jobs. He wants to go to college and all this stuff. I'm just like, he's driving. I'm like, wow, I'm really, really proud of him, you know, and, and I, I can have all of these emotions about it, like, and not feel one ounce of anger and animosity and, 
I want to be there for him and blah, 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 blah. He should. Nope. I'm just in complete acceptance of the way things are. And I accept how everything ended up, man. I'm just in. And that's the beautiful thing about when you do work on yourself. This is these are the quiet victories that are really powerful explosions of victory within yourself that you don't really get on the news and go, guess what, guys? <laughs> I feel happy about not seeing my son for four and a half years. People are looking at me like, huh? You know, like, no, not, I don't really feel happy, but I just feel like I'm in acceptance and I don't have to walk around here depressed and, oh, okay, you know. But all people can look at me, they're like, you haven't seen him for that? And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. You know, and, and people don't understand how much of a victory that is for myself. Like I'm overcoming like my resistance to the universe. Like I'm going with the flow of the universe because when things are put in your life, it's not about what happens, bro. It's about how you respond. And that's a big part of fatherhood in general. You never know what is coming down the turnpike. Never. You never. Don't know what's going just like when your daughter said, I didn't give a hundred percent. Like what? You know, it's like, what am I supposed to say to this now? But it's how you respond and you responded perfectly, you know, to where she will have, she had that conversation and she will never forget that conversation. And so that's a huge life lesson. And so, you know, it's just one of those things, man, you gotta, you have to sit back and go, you know, yep. wow. Okay. How am I going to respond yep. to this? And I'm just so happy that I can experience this, this joy and just being able to think about him in a positive way and think about his mom in a positive light, even though I've been through so much pain and, and quote unquote loss, I've really gained a lot of gratitude and appreciation for, for life and for even just having had him for thir 13 and a half years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is it, acceptance of what the world has given you, you know, but yeah. you got the two other young little babies, man, yeah. you know, so you yeah. got those oh, little bundles dude. of joy that are oh just going to grow up, you know, there's, and, you know, so you're not, yeah, you're missing out on that aspect, but you got this other aspect that is just, yes. just watching now and watching the growth of those kids, man. And now you get to hold them, yeah. you know what I mean? And now yeah. you've kind of experienced yeah. a little bit of a loss with one. And now you're like, okay, now it's serious. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. transforms yeah. you as, yeah. as a, as a father. I know it did me, you know, with my son, I was like, holy crap, I have to take this a lot oh more serious goodness. than I, than I think I was. Yeah. You know, I have to be more present. I have to be a better yeah. father. I've got to spend more time with him. Yeah. And uh, that's what I started doing um, with that. And I was like, Shh. I was like, I can't let that happen again, man. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I say I can't let that happen again. Um, uh, it kind of did with my yeah. oldest daughter yeah. as well. Um, you know, but we have a better relationship. She just, you know, they, they like to rebel, mm -hmm. man. They see the rebellious mm -hmm. in their mother and I'm also a rebellion. And, you know, so I, I taught my oldest daughter to yeah. kind of be independent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. However, I did not know I was teaching her to be super independent on herself. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, I don't want to go to school. I don't need school. I can go do this. I can go this. I was like, oh my, because oh. I didn't graduate high school. You know, and they know that. And I'm like, man, did I, I, I think I messed up. Mm-hmm. I think I messed up on this, uh, you know, or maybe I didn't. And she's going to, and she's, she's like, I don't really want it. I don't, I'm not going to college. Well, you know, I'm like, well, you still need high school though. You still need high school. You need to graduate. High school. She's like, I'm going to go be a cosmetologist or, uh, you know, right. go do hair and, you know, and, and it's nails is what she was wanting. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, I go, you have to graduate high school. You know, I go, just if you graduate high school, I, it'll be a much easier path. Yeah. You know, but if you don't, I'm telling you, going down a hard, hard road, it's going to be harder on you. But uh, it's one of those life lessons. I'm like, hey, I've told you, I've told you. Now, hmm. you know, I, I gave you the playbook. If you, if you don't want to take the playbook out of it, do it. But And, you know, I, I, I really, I, I really feel like, you know, this is, this is such a, um, this is such a uh, a powerful growing period, I think, for society in general, because this generation, bro, are are looking at like, wait a minute, what makes me happy? What is going to make me happy? Like, I realize like there are some kids who feel like high school is not for them. Not that they don't want to learn, not that they don't want to excel in something, not that they don't have passion and purpose, but they're looking at high school. Like this setup is not for me. And my first like real relationship with somebody growing up, um, I was, um, I was, uh, she was 17 and she was about to graduate from high school, like in her senior year in high school. And she decided, um, that she didn't want to wait to graduate. She wanted just to get her proficiency exam and leave high school. This girl has two master's degrees now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And I, and all I'm, all I'm saying is that she was so courageous to be so true to herself in that, in that time. Like I had, I, I have watched her become this amazing artist and I'm like, wow, Letitia is amazing, you know, but I remember she was that little, that, 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 that headstrong little woman who just saw right through the whole facade of high school for her, you know, sometimes high school was wonderful, but I really feel like, you know, your daughter is so tapped into who she really is. And that's the thing. Our children come into the world as people I mean, they come into the world with their own relationship to the universe and we have to get to know their relationship. Like we want to guide them, but we got to get to know them. We got to get to guide them so we can get to know them. And I think oftentimes I used to project a lot on my son, my oldest son. I projected my experience onto him. And I said, you know what? Let me step back because I think I'm vicariously trying to live my life through my son. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's disrespecting his process. You know, you're trying to make him a better version of you. Right. And, and it's like, oh man, dude, it's just, 
wrong. And so I think in hindsight, these are some of the them, some of the mistakes that I think I probably made, you know, and and I can own that. And it's so beautiful to and and I can love and I it's so beautiful to love yourself unconditionally enough to go, yeah, in those moments I was wrong. And now and and I can give that per I can give that version of myself a hug and go, you did the best you could. Yep. That's, that's it. Because we raise our children with the, with the best way we know how through the sense of self we have in that moment. You know, I didn't really know if I, I mean, my, I thought I had a great sense of self, but I think I am 10 times uh, more in tune with who I truly am now than when I was raising my son. And this bro is about self care. The quality of your self-care is not just about you, but it's about the people that you affect, especially your children. And when your children see you working out, when they see you meditating or when they see you eating clean, when they, they do what you do, they don't do what you necessarily say. Children are so smart. And I understand now that like my example is really about what I'm doing. Like my daughter when we're in the jumper, you know, she's three years old. She's like, okay, daddy, let's stop jumping now. And let's just breathe. And she'll sit me down. We'll sit down and we'll just breathe, you know, for 10 seconds. She'll count one, two with her <laughs> eyes closed. And I'm like, okay, she's leading me in a meditation <laughs> right now because I, you know, I teach meditation and I meditate. And sometimes when they come, when she comes home from school, I'm in the room and I'm meditating and I hear her asking, where's daddy at? And mom and her mom, my, my wife is like, yo, dad's meditating right now. And so it's, it's so interesting, man. Like they pick up on things you do. Like she loves being vegetarian. She says, dad, fruits are medicine. Right. And I'm like, yeah, honey, that's medicine. She's like, berries are medicine. She is so picking up on my lifestyle. It's ridiculous. I don't even have They're to sponges. tell her anything. And I can't tell her anything. She's so headstrong. My little three-year-old. But she is really picking up on my life practice. And I think as fathers, you need to establish the type of life practice that you are in integrity with, with yourself, and that you feel good about because your children are not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. That's that's exactly it, man. You hit the nail on the head. And fathers... Take listen, man. Also, if you've ever had some pain and some growing pains with your kids, man, tell us about it. Let yeah. us know. Cause I know we would love to hear about it. Oh man. What does fatherhood mean to you? Ooh. Fatherhood means that I get to I get to shepherd something into themselves. I get to help a being that came through me. I get to help them fall in love with themselves. Like Khalil Gibran said, our children, no, Khalil Gibran, the poet, he said, your children are not your children. They are life's longing for itself. And 
that hit me so hard. Like, wow, my son is not really my son. My daughter is not really my daughter. My youngest son is not really my son. Their life's longing to complete itself. They're the universe trying to experience itself. And so I know they came through me and their mother, but it's my job to help lead them into loving who they are. But in order for me to do that, I have to love who I am in front of them. I have to make self-love a display. I have to, I have to love my life. I have to, I have to be in integrity with my high, with the highest version of myself. And this is where my self-care comes in. So fatherhood to me is an opportunity to help me help them help this beautiful being love themselves shepherd them into loving themselves because they come here with gifts they come here with heaven inside of them all they have to do is have permission to unleash it you know man that was absolutely beautiful man i love <laughs> how you actually just took that and you know and have a really good explanation of what fatherhood is man it's a deep question. Yeah, it's a hard question, man. It's a hard question. Every time I ask it, I'm, a, I'm like re-internet myself, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like mm -hmm. that's a hard question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, thank yeah. you so much for coming on this show, man. Really bad. It's been oh, a pleasure. Man, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. You know, thank you for showing your vulnerability. I know fathers listening right now. You know, we got very vulnerable on this show, man. So remember, you have a right to be vulnerable, to express your emotions. You don't have to emotional bypass. You know, that's the standard in this culture. Emotional bypassing only causes chronic illness. That's it, man. That's you it. Know? And so we just, I encourage you guys, whatever you get from this conversation, if you get the fact that you actually have permission to be vulnerable and to actually love on the parts of yourself that you feel ashamed about, man, I hope you got that because man, we all are doing the best we can, but we, you can also, you, you can also strive to do better without hating on past versions of yourself, you know, yep. use them as lessons, love those versions of yourself, man. And, Thank you for having this conversation with me on this Father's Day, bro, because, you know, fathers got to stick together. That's man. it. We do. It, really, it, it takes a village, man. It really does. It takes a it village does. to raise a It dad. does, man. It does. Thank you so much, man. I've been a pleasure. Absolutely. If you have a heroic story, you'd like to share it, get in contact with us. Our information's in the bio. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe like and share and then i'll see you on the next episode badasses